welcome to Casey's Ice Cream Parlour, the Sweet Valley Twins recap podcast. My name is Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. Welcome to spring. This week is our spring special. Spring part two for us because, uh, of course, we did spring break with Kelly's uh, last week. But yes, we are on to our glorious, glorious <laughs> spring edition of Sweet Valley Twins here at Casey's. Yeah, this fortnight we've read The Twins Take Paris. And oh my God, <laughs> is this not Rich the most... Loved it. This is the most ridiculous book we have covered since we started both podcasts. This is the most ridiculous and it was amazing. I did warn you it was quite ridiculous, didn't I? You did, um, but nothing could prepare me for, for some, of the, some of the things that happened in this book. So on the cover, it's all red, white and blue. Yes. And uh, it's got the twins carrying bags with, with French flags on. Yeah. Jessica looks very, very chic. She does, and they look like they're having an amazing time, and they've been shopping, none of which actually happens. Yeah, Jessica, it might be the duty-free, I know, because they've got the Eiffel Tower in the yeah, background. Yeah, they've got the Eiffel Tower yeah. in the background, yeah. Um, Jessica's wearing a blue skirt, blue jacket, and a scarf, and a beret, mm-hmm. and sunglasses. Of course. And she's blowing a kiss. Yeah. And Elizabeth's wearing something boring, mm-hmm. uh, and just looking... Looking delighted at everything around her. Yeah, just looking, uh, looking extremely excited. I-, I will say it's a more sensible cover than the uh, the Kelly Spring Break cover when the twins looked like <laughs> it, like the best thing in the world was happening. To Liz them. has got a, a similar expression on her face though on this one. She does, but I guess because she's younger, it kind of works. And then on the back it says, "On the run in Paris." Identical twins Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield are ready for the trip of their lives. They've been selected to, sp- to participate in the school's Bonjour Paris project and they get to live with a real French family in the City of Lights for two whole weeks. Ooh. But on the plane, Jessica makes a startling discovery about their French mother, Madame du Noir. And when the twins meet her in the Paris airport, Jessica is absolutely convinced Madame du Noir is wanted for murder and Jessica and Elizabeth are her next victims. The twins are determined to escape from Madame Dunois's clutches, even if it means running all over Paris. And boy, do they. <laughs> so we open um, with uh, the twins having won this, this, you know, they've won the, the, the competition or whatever there was to go on this spring break to, to Paris. And Jess is reading a book on how to speak like a French native. And she comments that it is incredibly stupid yeah one of the phrases in the book um means he's not dead yet which is a really (laughs) really silly phrase but later on it actually is important it actually gets used (laughs) yeah um liz says there must be something more useful in here and she opens it onto a phrase that means hail to the never dying ancestors of long ago yeah and then liz is basically i know and then liz (laughs) is basically forced to agree that it is shite Mm. And then she says, well, Jessica will only have herself to blame if she doesn't understand French. She shouldn't have spent the class passing notes to Aaron Dallas. Oh, well, Jess says that passing notes to Aaron Dallas is way more fun. And even Liz admits to herself that it is, like, privately. It's good to know they're still together as it well. It is, Jessica yeah. It's nice, nice to know her and Aaron are steady at the moment. And Jessica says she's going to make her own book of phrases, including where do the cute guys hang out? Which way to the mall? And she says she'll publish it and make a fortune. Yeah, she thinks she's going to make millions. And Stephen points out that the French all eat frog's legs and chopped up snails. And it's served in weird sauce so that you won't know what you're eating. Liz gulps and wonders if they have pizza there. 
Yeah, she wonders if they've even heard of pizza <laughs> and whether it will have intestines on it. And then Stephen says he's going to steal Jessica's idea about the phrase book for himself. Yes, well, well, we'll get to that. And we're told that the family they're going to stay with are called the Monte Clares. Jess thinks they're called the Monte Carlos. Yeah. Um, and they've got a teenage son called um, Alain. Alain, yeah. Who Jessica's already decided drives a two-seater convertible that he's going to take her for a ride in. He'll have cute friends. He'll take her for pineapple pizza. He'll also take her shopping and he'll drive a limo as well so she can fit all the shopping bags inside. Well, She's just decided this from a name. She's decided this from a name and Liz immediately shits all over this daydream by pointing out that if he's old enough to drive, he's too old for her. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, she's 12. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Stephen tells them that the letter's arrived for them and it's from the Monteclairs. It is indeed. So I have the letter here. So she's thrilled because she thinks it could be personally from Elaine. <laughs> the letter says, so there's a lot of spelling mistakes in the letter. Yes, because it, it's written where English isn't their first language. Mm-hmm. It says, my dear, spelt D-E-R-E, Jessic and, <laughs> I don't even know how they spell Elizabeth. They spell it's like, like Elizabeth. E-E-L-Z-I-A-B-E-H-T. We have news. Grandmama is back home sick. We must all too nice to take care of her. Jessica screwed up her forehead and studied that line again. And she said, if their grandmother is sick, why are they saying that's so nice? <laughs> and Jessica, uh, sorry, Elizabeth reached for the letter and said niece. Mm-hmm. It's spelt nice, but it's pronounced niece. It's a town in southern France. Yeah. Um. So she thinks they have, okay, they have to go to Nice. That makes more sense. Um. And then they realise that... What they're trying to say is that they need to leave town and go to Nice to take care of the grandmother. Yes, they have to uh, stay with a window woman. And yeah, Stephen carries on reading it and says, uh, Madame Drunoir is a kind window woman. And he <laughs> says, he says they mean that she works in a glass factory. And Elizabeth's like, no, they mean a widow woman. <laughs> and then it says, does that... This letter is so confusing to it's, it's, I, I purposely didn't write down <laughs> this letter because it is just so confusing. But yeah, basically the gist is, you know, it's all badly spelt and um, they've got to stay with an old widow woman. Well, yeah. Jess, Jess has the best to reaction this. to this. She, she's like, of all the nerve. <laughs> um, and she says that she's going to have to learn how to say, Madame du Noir, the termites are eating the sink. Why? <laughs> She's just basically gutted that she can't be with Elaine. Um, and she just thinks that this <clears throat> lady's gross. She's just decided already. Yeah. And Stephen points out that the letter says that um, Madame Noir is a fiend, two little childs. Uh, yes. Um, and obviously they mean friend. Or they think. But also, why, why are the family writing to the twins about this the day before they leave? Yeah, like, wouldn't you write to their parents? Yeah, or even the school. Or the school, yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that because Catherine, the best flight attendant in the world, uh, will we'll have a question about this, a very sensible question later on. Um, so I think we cut to the airport. Yeah, the twins are saying their, their goodbyes to the family. Elizabeth suggests that Jessica reads her guidebook on the plane. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Fucking guidebook with Elizabeth again. Um, and Jessica says there's no point. Um it will just be one dusty old museum after another, and they'll spend their time pushing Madame Noir around, Madame du Noir around in her wheelchair anyway. 
Stephen says that uh, wheeling Madame du Noir around will be like pumping iron. <laughs> and then Stephen gets really creepy. Yep. He kisses Elizabeth on both, both cheeks and starts giggling and saying, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, by the way, is on top form in this book. He is. But uh, Jessica tells him that if he tries that with her, he's going to die. Yeah, Jessica thinks she's going to have an awful time in Paris, but she thinks that the one good thing is that she won't be around Stephen. Mm. So on the plane, they make friends with a lovely flight attendant called Catherine. She's amazing. Um, She helps Jessica with her alternative phrase book. Yeah, Jess is like, are you one of those people that can speak two languages? Um, And Elizabeth is reading the latest Amanda Howard mystery. As usual. <laughs> uh, yes, it's giving her chills. It features a creepy old lady. It does. Um, and Jessica tells Catherine all about their change of plans. And Catherine's like, have the agency checked Madame du Noir out? So this, I was like, this is a brilliantly sensible question. And yeah. the first thing I thought when they got the letter is like, you're just pawning them off to some random yeah, old woman. Yeah, and Jessica's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then Catherine starts to tell Jessica about a girl who was on one of her flights a few months ago, and she looked just like the twins. Yeah. Um, but then she's interrupted by a passenger. Oh my goodness, I wonder if that's important. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, in Elizabeth's book, the old lady has grown fangs and claws, and she's uh, she's turned to the heroine and started to, to tear her to shreds and eat her. Yeah. Hmm. Liz is is so invested in this that she wants to shout come on Christine at the top of her voice on the plane but she manages to hold back and she remembers how the letter said that Madame du Noir licks children yeah and she's like oh it must have just been a spelling error Hmm. Liz also thinks that she's glad that she isn't Christine as she finds her life too adventurous and then Elizabeth gets some sleep and Jessica goes through a pile of magazines that are there for the passengers to read um <laughs> these so magazines these magazines we've got the the uh tax digest the antique lampshade collector that's my favorite <laughs> my favorite is popular hairstyles for poodles <laughs> i'd read that one and me too um and from wimp to hunk quarterly <laughs> jessica complains saying what a stupid pile of magazines yeah, it's pretty stupid. she's right yeah no she's absolutely right but she settles for one called international traveler yeah because it looks glamorous and she finds a photo of a girl who looks just like her with the headline has anyone seen this girl oh my goodness so she reads it and she discovers that several blonde american girls have gone missing in the past few months and they in france and they'd all been seen with an unidentified old lady jess is now terrified that Madame du Noir is this lady. Hmm. Um, and her image, her mental image that she's had of Madame du Noir since like, she's been told about her has now changed to include warts all over her face. <laughs> she's now a witch. Then she tries to wake Elizabeth, but Liz just sleepily says, I am not dead yet. In, in French. French. Yeah. Which freaks Jessica out even more. But Liz is just having a nightmare about the old lady from her book. She's Yeah, she's having the, a nightmare where the old lady's trying to cut her head off with her <laughs> sharp claws. And then when Jessica sleeps, she has a nightmare too about a woman in a black and white polka dot scarf chasing her down a long corridor. She's got a feeling the woman in her dream was Madame du Noir. Yes. Even though they don't know what she looks they like. They don't know yet. what she looks like, but they both have these dreams and they're both, you know, concerned. Hmm. So when they get off the plane, they look for Madame du Noir and Jessica suddenly gasps and she orders Liz to duck behind behind a rail. <laughs> she spotted Madame du Noir and 
She is the woman from her dream. Oh my God. She tells Liz all about the dream and the article that she read. And Liz dismisses her and she's like, don't be silly. And she she says she's going to go and speak to Madame du Noir. Yeah, but Jess is properly terrified. Hmm. And then somehow, before Liz gets to Madame du Noir, she overhears her saying something in French. Um, and thus begins Liz mistranslating. She translates it as, those girls aren't ever going home again. <laughs> and th- so... This is all it takes. She's overheard in a language she doesn't quite understand. She's only learning. And in fact, they even mention as soon as they get to the airport in France, Liz is like, wow, they're talking really quick. I can barely keep up. I can barely understand anything. She's learned already that it's very different from the classroom now that she's here. But this is all it takes. This one mistranslation. She is now convinced that Madame du Noir is a murderer. And also the logic. So this happens all the time throughout this book, right? And every time I'm like, why would a murderer be standing in a really public place in the middle of an airport being like, those children will never get home again? Yeah, she's again. talking to a security guard I as know, well, isn't she? I know. Later <laughs> on, she's talking to policemen as well. So straight away, they literally like leg it into a taxi. Yeah. Um, and they, they look back and she's diving into a taxi after them. Yeah, they ask to go to the Centre Pompadour as it's the only place they remember the name of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Madame Dunois gets in the cab behind and she gives chase. <laughs> Poor old lady. Back in Sweet Valley, Stephen's sulking and he's being jealous of the twins. He's making a list of things that uh, he's going to make the, the twins jealous of. He's basically trying to prove that he's, mm-hmm. not je- he's not jealous of the twins. He's going to play volleyball, roller skate and surf. Wow, I'm sure they'll be gutted. Well, he thinks the twins can't surf in Paris. <laughs> They can just surf when they get home. I know. They can surf every day. <laughs> um, and then they get a phone call. Um, Stephen answers the phone. It's Madame du Noir. <laughs> he doesn't understand her. And she thinks he's Ned for some reason. And she tells him that the twins have run away. And then for some bizarre reason, he just assumes that it's his friend Joe playing a trick on him. Yeah. Um, even though it's the voice of an old French woman. Yeah, this, <laughs> this this old French woman, obviously panicking, phones and barely speaking English. Stephen's like, are you trying to sell an encyclopedia or something? <laughs> um, and then she tells him, I mean, imagine this. So his mate Joe must be a complete asshole. <laughs> he thinks that Joe, his mate, has phoned their home to prank and say that his sisters are missing. And then he, because he thinks it's Joe, he says, this is pretty lame. And then Madame du Noir is offended. And she says, she's not lame. She walks quite well. Yeah, she says, everyone around town knows I walk just fine, even without a cane. <laughs> and then he realises, oh shit, like it's actually Madame du Noir. <laughs> yeah. So he passes the phone to Ned, who uh, <laughs> has a chat with her and then tells the family as soon as he hangs up, they're leaving for Paris immediately. Yeah, I I love Steve. Stephen's so good in this. He calls his parents. He calls like Ned over, and he's like, "You better come quick." Sounds like the twins are history. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the Centre Pompadour, it's busy, and the twins are struggling with their bags. They think they've lost Madame du Noir, so they decide to stop for some croissants. Yeah, um, Liz is just yeah. Jess is just really hungry. Um, yeah, and they have a bit of trouble communicating with the waiter. Um, and Liz thinks that he says something about an elephant eating a fish. Yeah. So See, then, wouldn't this give you some doubts as well, to yeah, what you heard Yeah, then she admits the to Jessica, yeah. She says, like, um, you know, I, I might have misheard Madame Du Noir. Yeah. I might have mistranslated. So I think we should call her. 
And Jessica agrees, but the, ba- the reason Jessica agrees is because she wants to shower and a blow dry. Yes, she's decided that there might be a good shower. She might be a murderer, but she and has then, a shower. Yeah, and then she asks Elizabeth if they have electricity in France. <laughs> it's like, well, you're there now. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a coffee you. machine right in front of you. <laughs> so on the way to a payphone, they spot Madame Dunois again. Um, she's with a security guard again. And Liz, Liz uh, hears her say something about cooking the twins for dinner and putting them under glass. <laughs> uh, yes, so... Jess is apparently too scared to even ask what put you under glass means. So they basically just freak freak the hell out again, straight away. Yes, yes. So now she's telling them, she's telling a security guard now, in their mind, she is telling a security guard, I'm going to eat those children and put them under glass. <laughs> and Liz suggests calling the police, but Jessica says, they'd just take us to Madame du Noir and then we'd be meat. Yeah. Then they pass a newspaper stand and they spot a photo on a front page. It's Madame du Noir in her <gasps> polka dot scarf. Oh my goodness. They read the story and it's all about the missing girls. It is indeed. Jess thinks that uh, they're they're going to have a huge pane of glass dropped on them <laughs> by Madame du Noir. Meanwhile, the Wakefields are at the airport now in Sweet Valley. And Stephen has packed 43 college shirts... Which is apparently half of his collection. Yes, he couldn't. So he must fit. have eighty-six. He's got eighty-six college How shirts. How eighty-six college shirts? I'm assuming all he wears is college shirts. I don't know. Still though, like that's an insane amount. It's pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, the only reason he's packed forty-three is because he didn't have room for any more. Mm. So he plans to sell them because he's heard that they're hot stuff in Europe. His sisters are missing, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun in Paris. I'm gonna make so much money." <laughs> The twins have headed to a bakery where a baker and a woman are arguing in French. Yeah, he throws a donut at The baker's throwing donuts at the woman. <laughs> the woman storms out and, and uh, the baker says in English to them that he's sorry they had to see that. And he offers them some free food. So at this point, I was like, you I mean, forgetting the fact that pretty much everyone in Paris speaks English anyway. You've now found someone that speaks English. Explain yourselves to this man <laughs> now. So he introduces himself as Monsieur Corbett, the best baker in France, apparently. Yeah. And he tells him it's the ninth time that woman has left and he's got a wedding to bake for. Yeah. So Jessica tells him she is an amazing baker. She baked on a TV show once and she made cookies a la sugar. I'm guessing this is a book we haven't read yet. Either. Is it twins or is it kids? But either way, I want to read it. (laughs) She tells them that the person they're supposed to be staying with has gone out of town. And they come to a little arrangement with him, don't they? They do indeed. They'll help him with the baking in the morning and he will let them sleep in the shop overnight. Yeah, that's that's the deal. Which is a weird deal if you were it the baker. Weird. You'd be like, this is odd. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this. Um, but meanwhile, <clears throat> on the plane, we've got some, some, nice, uh, some nice symmetry. So Stephen is reading International Traveller. <laughs> He's looking at the Johnny Buck uh, drummer article, the same as Jess was. Though basically, Stephen is more like Jess than he wants to admit. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he's learning about Johnny Buck's drummer, who didn't start drumming until he was 16. And he begs Alice to buy him a drum kit. And she's like, we'll talk about it when we get home. <laughs> Alice like, is like, not the time, my daughters Stephen. are missing, like, Stephen. Yeah, and he's just like asking her for stuff. <laughs> he's decided that because he reads in the article that the drummer didn't start until he was 16 so steven's convinced that he can be better than this clown Mm. 
Um, and then he discovers the article that Jess read. Yeah. And he freaks out. He wonders how um, would the twins act if they were kidnapped? It's like, well, you'll find out later. I've, I've got that as a note <laughs> that um, this leads to Alice and Ned because he shows Alice and Ned and um, they then worry that their kids are kidnapped. And I've got a note here saying, get used to this feeling. <laughs> um, and then he tells Ned and Ned isn't worried. And he's like, they've run away. They haven't been kidnapped. Yeah. I think you'd be a bit worried. I'd be terrified. And then um, at the bakery the next day, apparently, the twins slept on two cots that were in the back room. Like, what the Why fuck would you have cots? Yeah. I mean, no wonder these people are quitting. Why are there two cots in a bakery? Is he expecting his staff just to stay there overnight yeah. just so that they can start first thing in the morning? <laughs> um, so the twins are fucking up the baking, <laughs> thanks to the language barrier. Yeah. Well, and, and the fact that neither of them can cook. Yeah. Um, Liz drops a joke about putting Jessica under glass to the baker, thinking that he he's going to be like, oh, like laugh and say, you know, that's a French joke. Yeah, but he just looks at her like she's a maniac. He's just horrified and he says, only crazy murderers would do that. What are you talking about? Why would he say that? Wouldn't he just be like, I don't, mm-hmm. what do you mean? <laughs> and then back to Stephen at Paris Airport. He's met Catherine. Yeah, he struck up a conversation with her. Um because she's noticed his college shirt and she says that she knew he was American because French kids don't wear those shirts anymore. Stephen is crushed. His plans of becoming mm. a millionaire from shirts is over. And then he asks her for help with some French phrases for his book. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I had a girl on an earlier flight asking the same thing. Stephen realizes it was Jessica and he's like, oh, did the twins seem okay? And Catherine says, well, they were worried about Madame du Noir and, and about all the missing girls. Yeah, she says she's worried that they might have jumped to conclusions. Yeah, she said it's unlikely to be the same person. And then uh, she tells Stephen that he's very mature. No idea why. No, I think he's the most immature he's been in this book. But... And he thinks, ooh la la, I'm in love. Yes, yeah, Stephen is in love with Catherine. <laughs> Back at the bakery, Monsieur Corbett asked Jessica which TV show she was on. Stupid teenager tricks. <laughs> he hands her a tray full of loaves and tells her to burn them at 200 degrees. And she's confused. Yeah. Um, so she knows 200 degrees isn't enough to bake anything. Um, so she turns it up to 450. That will bake something. And Liz thinks that uh, he's told her to use 80 cups of sugar in a cake. <laughs> and Jessica's like, I think that he might mean 18. I bet they I bet they're using like mugs as well, not cup yeah. measurements. And Jessica Liz is like, Well, I thought maybe it was just a really big cake. <laughs> Eighteen is still a lot. Yeah. It must have been eight. <laughs> um He's the so best baker in France, don't you? He know? comes back in and the loaves are burning. I mean basically Liz and Jess have turned up and ruined this man's business yeah. in one day. The loaves are burning because obviously the temperatures in France are in Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Of course. So he did actually mean 200. He banishes Jessica to the office. He's really angry. And she notices a phone in there. Yeah. It's like, well, that phone's been in there all night. I know. You could have spoken to him. He speaks English. You literally could have explained what was happening and said, can I please call my parents? And I'm sure he would have done that or like resolved the problem immediately. So she tries calling home, but nobody's there. She Um, gets the voicemail, Stephen's voicemail. Yeah, because the waitfuls were too stupid to leave someone at home to man the phone. <laughs> I know. So it's like, are missing. You need to leave someone there in case Wouldn't they you call. be like, get a friend of the family just to be like, yeah. could you stay or over? Leave, leave one of the parents behind or Stephen or something. Yeah, they could have left Stephen. They definitely could have left Stephen. 
So uh, the wait for draw at their hotel and Madame du Noir is filling them in on what's happened. Yes, yes. The police have told them that they've got to wait 72 hours before they'll do anything. Yeah. Even though there's a child kidnapper on the loose that takes blonde American girls. And, and they're blonde literally American blonde girls. American girls. Yeah. Um, so Stephen thinks, oh, 72 hours. He, want, he wanted to be rollerblading at this point. <laughs> Um, but of course, they decide to go and put some flyers up. Yeah, Madame Vinoir calls them airplanes. Yeah. Um, so they say they'll all help uh, post out all the flyers. And Stephen's in a mood because he wants to go rollerblading. Yeah. So is he? Is he just not worried? He doesn't care at all. Like, I think he's convinced that it's just one of the twins' stupid antics and it'll be fine. But then he decides that he's going to be the one to find them and he'll be a hero. And then he can go rollerblading. Yeah. Back at the bakery, Elizabeth has been tasked with frosting the wedding cake. Yeah. Like, why give a 12-year-old responsibility of somebody's actual wedding cake? After they've just trashed your kitchen as well. Even before then as well. Like, this is a wedding cake. This is very important. And also, I should point out, oh, I guess they're twins. But I'm like, Jessica was the one that said she had, like, the talent, not Liz. Yeah, obviously, Elizabeth's messing it up. Of course. Um... She asked Jessica why she didn't even message on their parents' machine. Uh, but Jessica says, oh, they probably would have thought it was a joke. Like, no, they wouldn't. What, why? The, what kind of jokes do you play? Yeah. You're not Joe. And then they hear a voice coming from the front of the bakery. It's Madame du Noir. Yeah. She's popped in to buy some pastries for the Wakefields. Um, this is where, from this point on, the near misses get insane in yeah. this book. So Stephen's met a French teenage boy who speaks English and uh, the teenage boy asks him about the flyers and he says he knew Stephen was American because only American kids would wear a college shirt nowadays. <laughs> and Stephen's like, oh, shit. But then They're it carrying gets Carrying 43 shirts around for nothing. Yeah, I mean, they must weigh quite a bit, that many shirts to be carrying around. But then it gets Why worse. Why is he carrying around? Like they've been to the hotel there. Why didn't you leave them at the hotel? Well, I guess maybe he was planning on selling them on the street or something. Ah, of course, yeah. I don't know. Um, But it gets worse because the boy tells him that they love the buck. Mm. They love the buck out there, but they can't get the tapes anywhere. Yeah. And of course, Stephen thinks he should have brought his tape collection. Yeah. Then he catches sight of the twins. They're carrying their bags and heading out the back door of the bakery. (laughs) And he's just like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, he literally is. Probably He's like, it's a coincidence. It's just yeah. a coincidence. Now they're covered in flour, which makes them look paler, so they're not tanned. I guess that's the. Isn't it that much different? Wouldn't you check it out anyway, though? Yeah, just, be like, just in case. Considering that not five minutes ago he was determined to crack this case by himself, he sees yeah. two girls carrying bags, like travel bags, yeah. running out of a bakery, and he's like, ah, twins, two twin girls. Coincidence. Oh, it's so one they, of those other missing girls. Yeah, so they've done another runner because Jessica thought she heard Madame Dunois say something about choking them with a pear. <laughs> uh, so Monsieur Corbett has uh, led everyone to the back room to the twins, but all they find is an empty room and the word mercy written in sticky blue icing on the wall. <laughs> Stephen obviously thinks, oh, it was the twins. Yeah. Um, and he thinks he can catch them. I like that the twins were so scared. But they took the time before they did to write mercy to, to write on the wall in icing. Yeah. <laughs> so the twins have um, decided to head to the Louvre. Is that how you pronounce it? The Louvre, I think. Louvre. Mm. As they think it's the last place people would look for them. Jess thinks it's a great idea because there's lockers there as well, so they can actually put mm. their bag somewhere. Jessica doesn't recognise the Mona Lisa. 
No, she thinks it's boring, um, and she also says, "What's the point?" Because she's not even that pretty. Yeah, and she says she must have. Se- she said it's a bit familiar. I might have seen it on the back of a cereal box or something. Yeah, um, and yeah, Liz is like mind blown by mm-hmm. this. She's like, "It's the Mona Lisa." And then they go to the museum cafe, and uh, she says she doesn't see what's so great about the Venus de Milo. She doesn't even have any arms. <laughs> and Liz is just like, "I give up. Try and talk to you about art." Meanwhile, Stephen has been running around searching for the twins for half an hour. He's just jogging about and he thinks that the people of Paris are stupid fools. Mm. And somehow he's ended up back at the bakery where he started. Yeah, I think he's just confused by the roads and he's gone round in one big circle. Now, of course, at this point, Alice thinks she's lost her son as well. Yeah. Because he didn't tell them. He just no, ran out. he just went... Madame de Noir says they should look in the least likely place. And Stephen says, well, that would be an art museum if Jessica gets her way. So they head to the Louvre. Back at the cafe, Jessica tells Elizabeth that she will die if she can't have a pastry. Yeah, Liz is like, the pastries are expensive. And Jess is like, funerals are more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they decide they should call their parents again. Uh, because Jessica can't stand to look at any more paintings of fat naked ladies. Yeah. So Stephen uh, heads towards the Impressionists uh, exhibit because she th- he thinks that's the most boring. Mm. He thinks, what did they do? Sit around trying to impress each other all day? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, then he heads to uh, the suits of armour. Um, and then finally he thinks, they must be at the cafe. Also, he's just... D- gone off on his own again yeah yeah he's just ran off and again. he thinks oh my parents won't be angry when i return with the twins yeah but as he speeds around a corner he bumps smack into a security guard yes so he can't remember how to say sorry in french so he just says like sorry in english yeah um and then he spots the cafe and he thinks i bet the twins are in there yeah jessica's in there and she sent liz off to the payphone again She's, she's like, hey, we should really ring home again. Mm. You go ring and I'll wait here. And Liz, yeah. is, Liz is like suspect. She's like, but why don't we both go? And she's like, no, 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 it's all right. <laughs> I'll just sit here and do nothing. And of course, as soon as she goes, she's like straight up ordering pastry. Yeah, she's bought two pastries, both for herself. Um, meanwhile, the security guards have surrounded Stephen and they're searching him. Yes, they say he's stolen a valuable piece of clothing from the exhibit, Mm. um, and he's been running around, so they they know that he's done it. And they start emptying out all of his shirts. They think he stole a sari. Yes, because he was shouting sari, "Sari," yeah. Um, But they find nothing on him apart from the collared shirts. Um, Now, at this point, Liz is walking back from the payphone, and she sees a big commotion, and as she gets closer, she sees a pile of t-shirts on the floor, and she thinks, Stephen has one of those shirts, and then just walks on yeah. by. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't hear Stephen, she doesn't hear him saying anything. Like, it's so coincidental, all of this. Mm. Like, they're so close to each I other guess all the time. why would she think that Stephen was in France? I guess, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> I love I love it, though. The channel says that it's uh, closing time. Oh, this and is great. Stephen slyly says to the security guard, sorry, <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> the twins also hear the closing announcement and they spot Madame du Noir. Oh my God. So they need somewhere to hide. And where better than Napoleon's bedroom? Yeah, under his bed. Yeah. 
Um, it's dusty under there, and Liz tells herself that she's going to write a letter of complaint about the cleanliness of the place after this is the over. cleanliness of under the bed at the exhibit. Yeah, a place where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and they hear two steps of footsteps, and Madame du Noir saying in English that she's never going to give up looking for them. Oh. So they stay under the bed a bit longer, and uh, they want to be sure that she's definitely gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really lucky at this point that Ned and Alice said nothing while they were stood here. Mm. Then the museum closes and the twins are stuck. Yeah, they're stuck inside now. Um, and, um, you know, Jess talks about how creepy it was that um, uh, Madame du Noir would uh, never stop looking for them. Um, and Jess is like, she did a witch's cackle uh, while she was <laughs> speaking. She was like, um, and Liz is like, no, she didn't. Um, but Liz says, what was weirder is that I heard lots of footsteps. There was more people with Madame du Noir. Mm. And they realise she was speaking in English and they assume that she's got an evil English accomplice. Yeah, she's she's got this from her um, Amanda Howard books. <laughs> so they decide to make the best of the situation and they're going to sleep in the royal bed. Yeah, they're going to sleep in Napoleon's bed. But the next morning they complain about how hard his mattress was. Yeah. And Liz says Jessica's snoring almost got them caught. <laughs> They head out and sit in a park nearby. Although Liz does say that it's better than sleeping under glass. <laughs> they head out and they sit in a park nearby on a bench and there's an old woman there feeding the squirrels. Yeah. She introduces herself. She's really excited to find out that they're American. She is very like, excited. She says she loves America. And she also had a polka dot scarf, just like Madame du Noir's. It's a different colour, but it it's still polka dot. Now bear in mind newspapers are black and white yes um so she introduces herself as madame renault and she says she's very lonely her husband's dead and her kids have moved away and they feel really bad for her so uh, <laughs> they don't feel bad for madame du noir but they yeah. do for madame renault she invites them back to her apartment for a cup of tea. And so they say yes, because they feel bad. Liz she is, looks the same. Liz is a bit worried, but just whispers that most old ladies are the safest people on earth. She she literally looks just like Madame du Noir. Mm. The same as the killer. They're terrified of Madame du Noir, but they're perfectly happy for this mm. completely strange person to be like, hey, cool. And then uh, Stephen, Madame du Noir, and the Wakefields, the parents, are on the subway. Yeah, they're, they're going around the metro and Stephen thinks, God, I wish we had metros in Sweet Valley. And then uh, it comes to a stop. Stephen spots the twins a fucking again. Yep. Um, this time they're on, on, on another train. With an old with, lady. Yeah. So he dives out of the open doors. Yep. Madame du Noir dives after him, but Ned and Alice aren't quick enough. Yeah, they're like trapped. And the train and just the train drives off away. with them. But then, of course, to Stephen's horror, they, they get up. He makes sure that Madame du Noir's okay. And then he sees the twins. Their train's pulling away too. Mm. And Stephen thinks to himself, why would they swap one old lady for another? Which is a very valid question. Why would you do that? So the twins head to uh, Madame Renault's house. Mm. Um, and uh, she's talking, you know, where do you want to go next? Where are you going to go on your trip? Yeah, she's feeding them cookies and they tell her all about how much they want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I thought the cookies were going to be uh, poisoned. poisoned or something. Yeah, and <laughs> Lucky they weren't. And then when she leaves the room to get more tea, Jessica whispers to Liz about her whiskers. Yes, and she's Liz noticed says, that she's Don't got... Don't be so rude. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stephen is gutted 
that uh, he didn't manage to catch the twins. And uh, he's heading back to their hotel with Madame du Noir. Yeah. And then a battered old car pulls over and offers them a ride. It's Monsieur Corbett. I don't know why he wants to help these people. Yeah. I guess maybe he heard about the missing twins and mm. he was like, okay, I'll try and help. So he's on his way back from a wedding and there's loads of leftover pastries in the back that Stephen tucks into. Yeah, but then he doesn't have much chance to tuck into them because he is such a bad, dangerous driver that Stephen becomes too terrified yeah. to even eat. Stephen thinks it's better to die on a full stomach, though. Yeah, well, true. Uh, they stop at a red light and the next amazing coincidence happens. He looks out, Stephen looks out the car window and in a window, what does he see? Yeah, in an apartment window, he sees the twins sat at a table drinking some tea. Like, the car has literally stopped right outside. Literally outside, yeah. <laughs> um, so he yells, they need to get out now. Um, so they get out and they ring the, the bell of the house and Liz notices the door is triple locked. Yeah. Um, Madame Renault is scowling and fumbling around with the bolts. And Liz notices she's very powerfully built for an old lady. Mmm, curious. And then they hear Madame de Noir's voice. Yeah, they hear it from Fucking through the door. panic. Yeah. And do another runner. They escape <laughs> through the window. Um, they run away so quickly that they leave their bags. They yeah. forget. So they plan to find a payphone and they realise their money is in their bags. Yeah. Liz again suggests that they go to the police. But Jess says, no, they can't yeah. because they'll just get taken back to Madame de Noir. <laughs> Madame Renault has taken ages to answer the door. And then she shouts through that she doesn't have any girls in there. Yeah. Stephen's gone to look through a window and he sees that the twins have gone. Yeah, but he's like, no, I saw them. They were definitely there. Mm. And when Madame Renault eventually opens up the door, Madame du Noir tells her that the police are on their way and she puts her foot in the, in the door and Madame Renault kicks it. Yeah. <laughs> and Stephen thinks she's got a powerful kick for an old lady. Oh my goodness. And he asks why she's so worried about the police and she just growls. Growls. <laughs> Meanwhile, the twins have decided to go to the Eiffel Tower. They think that maybe Madame Renner will look for them there. Yeah, they did mention that they were going to go to the Eiffel Tower as mm. their next point, uh, their next trip. So they think, oh, she might come and find us there and, and save the us. Yeah. Stephen searches Madame de Noir's apartment, but for some reason, he doesn't notice the twins' bags. No, I know. Like, <laughs> okay. I thought, you know, the whole point of them leaving the bags there would be like, we've caught, you know, we can, yeah, would get, be what would get her caught. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, so they don't wait for the police for some reason either. I don't really understand that. No, me either. They just drive off in Monster Corbett's car. Even though Stephen's convinced he saw them there. Yeah. I mean, she could have like a hidden basement or something. But the police do stop them. Um, yeah, I don't know. The police somehow, I guess they don't yeah, get very far. I don't far really understand this part. Um, so the police tell the baker and Madame de Noir that um, this, this, you know, Madame Renault actually matches the description of this, this you know, woman who's been kidnapping Mm. girls but in all fairness so does madame du noir so yeah and they called for backup meanwhile the twins have somehow snuck in onto the eiffel tower elevator without paying that is hard to do um why have you tried uh, no but <laughs> the last time i went to the eiffel tower there were armed guards everywhere <laughs> and god knows what so this is the 80s that's true um so well anyway when they get to the top of the elevator um they're confronted by a security guard yeah they think they're going to be arrested um but the uh the policeman says no actually you match the description of uh of two girls that are missing hmm. 
Um, and the security guard says he's going to call the police. Back at Madame Renault's apartment, the police are breaking the door down. Yeah. But Stephen spots uh, spots Madame Renault climbing out of a back window and <laughs> speeding into off into car. a car. Yeah. Ned and Alice have been notified by the police that the twins are at the Eiffel Tower. Yep, so they're now heading there. And they've hired a car rather than calling a cab because Ned has insisted that he knows how to get there better than a local cabbie for yeah. some reason. Now, like, why? I don't want to be stereotypical, but the drivers in Paris, they're pretty aggressive. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Ned's about to find out how difficult that actually is. <laughs> Um, yeah, but of course they're getting lost and Alice is like, I told you, yeah. I told you to get a cab. <laughs> um, and the twins are stuck at the top of the tower um, with the policeman watching them. Yeah. But uh, he's not watching them very fucking well. No, and they've because... also managed to convince him to uh, give, He's they've convinced a policeman or a security guard to give them some money so that they can use the um, telescopes. Yeah. Um, And then, so while he turns his back for a second they manage to make a dash for the stairs yeah so he gives chase and uh jessica knocks him out with the fire door yeah and liz is like you killed killed him him. (laughs) and jessica points out that he he was going to return them to the care of a murderer oh my god so they're like okay fuck it fine don't carry on running yeah but at the bottom they come face to face with madame dunoir oh my god um, so, with no other option, they run back up the stairs, thinking, mm. well, we'll figure it out when we get to the top. And then uh, Stephen tells um, Madame Dunoir to wait for the next elevator while he takes the stairs. So, the twins are back at the top already, somehow. Yeah, they've just got there. They're just up there. It must be really um, fast. Stephen gets a stitch on the stairs. Yeah. Which uh, slows him down. Um, and the twins decide to use one of the telescopes to check out the situation at the yeah. bottom. And of course they see Alice. Yeah, they're really happy to see their parents. Um, and then Madame Dunoir spots Madame Renault boarding the elevator. Oh my God. So she queue jumps and pisses everyone off but by saying, I have to get to my grandchildren. But you'd think the police would have temporarily closed the attraction. Like, while uh, Yeah, happening. the security would have been like, like, no, no, no. They're yeah. like, no, we need to make money. You can't stop tourism. Yeah, it's really weird. I would have thought they would have escorted them down to the ground floor, to be honest. Taken them out of the Eiffel Tower and had them outside with the security. Yeah. The security all like, around Everyone the carry Tower. on coming up. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, keep going, don't worry about it. So, um, Madame du Noir in the elevator, she notices something strange about Madame Renault's hair. Oh. It's grown in the last few minutes on one side. Interesting. It's a wig. <gasps> Meanwhile, Stephen's still running up the stairs. Like, how is he taking this? <laughs> the log? twins the teleported. Twins, the twins just the got top. there in like a second. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's giving himself a cramp. Oh no. He can see Madame Renault at the top though, so he's pretty close to the top. Yeah. And then the twins spot her getting out of the elevator, and they run to her for protection. Oh no. Madame Duar lurches. Dunoir lurches towards them, and Jessica begs her not to kill them. But then, Madame Dunoir. Madame Renault slams oh yeah madame renault with her handbag yeah because madame renault reaches into her purse and pulls out a huge butcher's knife yeah oh my god how could i miss that bit that is yeah sorry that was a key piece of information she didn't uh, just assault a woman with a handbag sorry and liz thinks it must be there she must be trying to protect us (laughs) with a butcher knife that she just happened to have in her handbag yeah even though she looks exactly the same as madame Mm. de noir 
So, yeah, Madame Renault, Madame Dunois knocks her out with her purse. It must be a fucking heavy purse. It's got like a brick in it or something, yeah. yeah. The twins rush to her side and they notice her wig lying on the ground. Oh my God. She's got a crew cut. She's a fucking man. That explains the moustache. <laughs> Madame Dunois tells them that uh, he, uh, slash she, you know, he, they, he's the killer. Yeah. And Madame du Noir is this poor old French woman who's been chasing you yeah. for like days and terrified, worried. Like and they protest, they're like, but we saw you in the paper with your black and white scarf. And then they realise the photo was in black and white uh-huh. and it was actually Madame Reynolds blue and pink oh scarf. Oh my god. And uh, Elizabeth just mumbles, oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oops. They cause chaos. I know. So they do give Madame du Noir a huge apology. Um, they tie up Monsieur Renault and carry him to the elevator. Where are the like, security? Why are they doing this? The, Where are the security? There like one, the there's only one security guard for the whole of the like, Eiffel Tower. This is Tower. not their job to tie up an unconscious man and carry them to the elevator. Why are they doing this? If that security guard is still unconscious, I'm worried about his safety. Yeah. So um, at the bottom, everything's explained to Ned and Alice and they're like... Awesome. So- suddenly they're like, oh shit. Stephen's missing. <laughs> Oops. Oh, yeah, our son. So he's at the top of the tower and the door is locked behind him. He's finally reached the top. Yep. But um, everything's closed. But nobody seems bothered. No. It says Ned is irritated. Yeah, they're just annoyed at Stephen's and, uh, antics. Jess, Jess just dismissively says, he'll turn up eventually. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Then a policeman somehow spots a figure at the top of the tower. Like, yeah. How? I, I don't know. He's a long way up. I know. And Jessica's like, that's Stephen. Like, how? Yeah. I could, I, you're, you're miles away from him. <laughs> so we jump straight to the next day at breakfast. Um, we don't get to hear anymore about rescuing Stephen. No, presumably he got rescued. Yeah, they're all having a laugh about it. It turns out that the part about under glass was how Madame du Noir was preparing some chicken she was making to welcome the twins. Yeah, it's burnt now. Um. And she's received a telegram from the Monteclairs. And Jessica can't even remember who the Monteclairs are. <laughs> it's like, who? It's like, who? <laughs> um, so their grandmother's better now. And they've uh, invited the twins to stay with them in Nice. And Ned and Alice say, France has had enough of the Wakefields. And we're leaving tomorrow. Wow. We will, I'll tell you what we will do. We will, as a family, deny that this ever happened. <laughs> so if you ever go to France in the future, <laughs> you deny ever coming to France. <laughs> So the twins want to make the most of their last day. They look at each other and they cry. Liz shopping simultaneously. <laughs> oh, and that's where we end. That's where we end. Um, that was a really short one. That was a I, short I episode. Um, we, we covered everything that happened though. So we did. Yeah, we did. It, worked it, out. it was just, oh my God, what a book. Mm. What a book. Um, the fact that they had these dreams of an old woman and then it turned out that it looked like Madame du Noir and oh just everything about this book was amazing yeah the pace of this book as well it's just everything constant yeah that's probably why it was such a short episode because it's mm. like boom 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 this happened this happened because it constantly happened. cuts back and forth at certain parts as yeah. well I think we grouped we those we had to cut that probably, down a bit because yeah. it was it was actually like two lines at the a airport sentence. two yeah. lines at back at the hotel two lines at the bakery but wow yeah, loved it. Poor Madame de Noir. It's <laughs> poor old lady. I feel really bad for her. So yeah, that was our spring special. We are next uh, week. Uh, 
back with uh, Kelly's next week. Yeah, we're back on track next week. Back to our main storylines. So with Kelly's, we have say goodbye. Goodbye. Saying goodbye to Todd. Goodbye, Todd. Um, Todd's leaving. Now next episode. Yeah, and our next episode of Casey's will be tug of war. Yes, Jess is uh, going class for president. Class president, and so is Liz. Mm. So that's what we got coming up the next two weeks. Cannot wait. Keep your uh, comments coming in, and um, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and follow us on Facebook at Kelly's Roadhouse Podcast and Instagram at Kelly's Roadhouse. Take care, everybody. Bye.